I'm Emily Schramm, the ultimate meathead hippie. Welcome to the show. Sometimes the longer you wait to hit record, the less likely it's going to happen. How true is that in every aspect of our life? The longer you wait, the more time you have to think, and the less likely it will become reality. I'm Emily Schramm. I am the host of this Meathead Hippie podcast. I love doing this podcast because I feel I can share some sides of me that are hard to share elsewhere. Meathead meaning I love, I don't know, to get jacked. For lack of a better phrase, (laughs) I really love my muscle. (laughs) Uh, It is the best accessory. But the hippie side has come out probably more as I age, getting uh, closer and closer to a solid 31 years of age, just really understanding that, holy shit, everything I thought I knew about fitness and nutrition and life, I was really like clueless on, but in the best way. That's what happens when you get older and you keep learning. You just evolve and the more you know, the less you know. And I'm really grateful that that is the place I'm at. If this is your first time listening, I'm really happy you're here. In all honesty, I mean, I've done 115 episodes and sometimes I go through phases where I'm extremely consistent every Wednesday on the dot. I don't miss an episode. And then some days you don't hear from me. And I have learned to let go of the guilt that is associated with that. I used to feel very guilty about not posting consistently, but I realized I honestly always want you guys to get the best of me. And I feel my job is to represent a life or a career or a path that is full of coulds, not shoulds. And how many times have we gotten into something and it was a, I should be doing this. I should, I should, I should versus I could. And that is a air of opportunity. That is a lens of joy. That is a place of experience versus a place of restriction. I recently posted on Instagram that I was tired, tired, tired. I can read it to you if you haven't seen it, but I had this vision of a little hummingbird, which is my spirit animal, and something I ask all my guests. And I realized I had never seen a hummingbird sleep, which I think was kind of crazy. And in a way, I, of course, looked it up. And they do this crazy thing where they completely shut down their body. They don't have a lot of anything. I mean, there's the the smallest little creatures and they go through this period where they completely shut down their body, almost like hibernation. And it actually takes them 15 to 20 minutes to wake back up so that when they rest, they almost risk the, the possibility of not being able to react. So if they are asleep and they get attacked, they risk the amount of waking up that they have to do. And I, although I am a hummingbird through and through, just kind of got hit in the face with that, thinking, I don't think I've ever been willing to figure out what it would take to have 15 to 20 minutes to wake up in a hypothetical sense, because I always am ready for battle. I have a poem in my book that's coming out soon, (laughs) soon, whenever that is, whenever I decide it's right and ready, which I cannot wait to give you guys that says 
a lot about how I am always ready for battle. That's who I am. I'm a doer. I love to make shit happen. I love purpose. I love intention. I don't do this because it's going to get me somewhere and I don't know where that somewhere is. I do it because if I don't, I sometimes feel like my world is falling apart. And so I just thought it was good for me to finally see, in a literal sense, a hummingbird needing to take time and needing to restore and knowing that there is always a risk. There's always a 15 to 20 minute window, which could feel like a lifetime to the smallest little bird in the world. But if it's not done, they will die. And I just felt really strongly pulled towards that and saying, you know what, where in my life am I expending energy? I want something different. I want something new. We ask for something different. We ask for something new. And yet we find ourselves exactly where we started or even a little bit further behind. And that phenomenon is true in every sense of the word. It's true in weight loss journeys. So for example, I'm working with Daily Blast Live. It just launched today. This beautiful, you know, exposure of understanding the journey of weight loss. And I hate the journey of weight loss as it is on infomercials or Biggest Loser or any sort of drastic change. It's sexy. It's transformative. You lose 20 pounds in one month and you gain 30 pounds back in month two. So the perfect example of going all in, going ham, which I just learned, by the way, is hard as a motherfucker. I had no idea that that's what ham meant. I learned that in Oaxaca. Thank you for my people who shared that with me. Um, And you see results. But just like business, you crush, you do a month, two months, just killing it. How many times do we see this in the world of mergers and acquisitions and understanding, oh my God, they went so fast. They grew so fast. Then we start to see the turnover so high. The best example right now that I can think of is WeWork. It's just this fascinating story of there is something about patience that is no longer respected. And when I look at doing the segment and kind of seeing it in a different lens and hoping that it is teaching people the right way to lose weight or the right way to feel good. You always have the best intentions when you start and you always have the best intentions when you are the one going, right? It's not that these people losing 20 pounds have bad intentions. They're putting in the work. They're crushing it. But what happens is we just are so in our place of perfection that if anything goes left or right and it's not on this line, then it tends to rebound and it tends to put us back further than we thought. So that was a long-winded way of saying that all I want to do with taking some time to hibernate and risking the 15 to 20 minutes of re-waking up in whatever way that is, I have no plan. I have no method. I just know that I don't want to share the things that I've been sharing in the way that I've been sharing them. Or maybe it just means I need to hibernate and take some time off. I think of my last 10 years. I did a podcast last year around this time called The Last 10 Years. And the process of where I got and how I did it and blah, 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 even though I can't truly define it. And I think that's really the takeaway. It's helpful for people to understand 
the ins and outs and the darkness and the heavy and the shadows, but it still was with an air of even last year, uh, a different air. I'm a different person than I was even two months ago. And that's a good thing, but it's also a hard thing. And when we try to keep people in line with who we are and we try to have them step by step with us explaining our stories, I've mentioned it a few times that personal branding is not your own reality TV show. You know, we think of, I have to share this, I have to do this, I have to post this, I have to answer this. And then we find ourselves feeling more empty than ever. And I I hope that anybody who's aspiring to be an artist or a creator or a teacher understands that there is no way, and I wouldn't have listened to this had I heard this. Maybe I would have if it was the right person because I'm stubborn like that. But there's just no way that you can just expect yourself to fill up by doing what others expect of you and the pressure you put on yourself to do what other people want or ask for or desire. If you don't have those moments where you sit and you hibernate and you marinate and you think about it in every possible way, you understand the intention, you don't necessarily know the outcome. If it's not these, this resounding instantaneous Yes, that comes from a place of excitement, not from a place of, oh my God, this is what I've been waiting for. This is maybe the chance or this is the uh, opportunity that if I don't say yes, then I don't know if I'll ever get another one. It is completely just, it feels good. And so when things don't feel good, whether it's posting or whether sharing or questions start to get like, oh, is anyone even listening? And if you guys are here, you are listening. And it's not that I'm not, I'm forever grateful. I have an amazing community. The support that I got on that post, it made me cry. I'm not even going to sugarcoat it. It was this amazing, beautiful reminder of like, yeah, everything's going to be fine, Emily. 15 to 20 minutes of some hibernation would do you, would you, would do you a really great service. And I don't know what that is. I didn't even know I needed it. I just kind of got sick of everything and I go through phases like this quite a bit, but I allow myself to go through these phases and sometimes, or maybe even in the past I didn't, or I would feel guilty about going through those phases. So this is ultimately a podcast sharing a little bit more about this phase because I want people to have permission to hibernate, especially if you're a doer, especially if you are a go, go, go personality especially if you are wanting big things. I can't really say that I have an answer of what it entails, but what I do feel is that, again, you cannot go about things and wish for different things without drastically changing something. And so I would like to just say, what is the last time that you've done your own version of physical, spiritual, emotional hibernation without guilt? And have you allowed yourself to reevaluate consistently, reevaluate what you are doing in your life? And if it truly resounds with who you are as a human, not who you wish to be, not who you want to be, not who you think you should be. I guess the best example is explaining this. A lot of people are 
who are listening are nutritional therapy practitioners or fellow podcasters or business owners or trainers. And I think it's just so wonderful that we all want to help. We are helpers, healers, empaths. But I also think our ego gets in the way so quickly and we've become very short-sighted. We've become really (laughs) comparative. All of us do it. We go from an artist and a creator to a survivor. I've oh, I really want to do a podcast series on from passion to paycheck to paradox. And especially as an Enneagram 7, 8, <laughs> the fear that's associated with lack of freedom and lack of challenge, two things that I do really well, being free, being in my own world, doing things my own way, taking on a challenge, crushing it. You know, that's what my identity is so wrapped up in because I fear what it would look like to be the opposite of that. And so I think what I ultimately just wish is that it is okay and it is a safe idea and it's a safe place to whoever's listening. If you feel the need to hibernate, if things are hard and heavy, and there was some crazy shit that happened in the moon. I mean, I don't even, it's like, we're kind of jading the word Mercury retrograde, but I love Shawnee Nichols. If you do not follow her, not her horoscopes that she partners up with Oprah on. Those are like so diluted. And the reason that I just, God, you know, why can't, why do you got to dilute it? I get it. It's not her. It's Oprah, but and not necessarily Oprah. It's not Oprah saying this, but she does monthly horoscopes. She can do download things. Um, she was actually just featured on Explained, which is a new Netflix series. But regardless, it was some shit. And I did feel finally like there's some breakthrough. Finally, like there's some things happening. But things are just heavy. And they force me as a human and especially as a business owner and especially as somebody who's going through holy shit transformations, writing a book or understanding what I want to do and what I like to do. It is putting me in this place of like, raw, naked, exposed. And I usually don't mind that unless it exposes weaknesses. And then it's like, oh my God, I don't want to look at it. (laughs) I don't want to know this is what I suck at. But it's not that you suck at it. We all do. It's just that it's who you are. And it's like, okay, I'm willing to see that. And I'm also willing to see that in a beautiful way. And from that place, and I was in Telluride when this happened a few weeks ago, from that place, I was able to rewrite my intro and it felt so much more like, oh, I can exhale. Like, yes, this is what I'm looking for. The book that I wrote, it's, it's a mix of poetry and, you know, kind of life experience and sketches And part of me feels like I wanted it just to be so weird. I wanted it to be so weird and so different and just be like so abnormal. And then when I read it again, after taking a little bit of time away from it, I realized I think making it too weird was a defense mechanism. It was a way to be safe. It was a way to know that my words and sketches and weirdness well, if it wasn't received well, or if it nobody got it, it would be okay because that's what it was. It was just weird. 
instead of me saying, I can make this one step better, I can actually pull this into a storyline that is even more vulnerable and even more scary. And the reason it's vulnerable and scary, not it's not because I'm sharing pieces of me that I haven't shared before. It's because I know that I am doing the work to make it more relatable, to make it more relevant to you. And if that's not received, that's okay. But that's what I was resistant to because if it's not received, then all of a sudden it becomes a a hurtful thing or a reflection upon my work. Instead of just knowing it, I did the best I could and I put it all out there and I shared it in the way that I knew I could in the best way I could without fearing it not being great. And it's great to me. It's the point, you know, it it has to get to the point where when you read it, you read it thoroughly and you feel it in every part of your being of, holy shit, (laughs) I wrote that or I did that. I, I am proud of that. And I think maybe if you're an artist or a creator, if you stop yourself before you're proud of something, it most likely is a defense mechanism in some weird effed up way, right? We want to put parts of ourselves out there, yet we want to keep parts of ourselves to ourselves, which is totally understandable. But knowing your work is uh, a reflection of you, I think of myself as an octopus sometimes, even though I'm very much a hummingbird, the octopus has just been so relevant in my life because each tentacle has its whole brain. And I think of myself as like, yeah, I have one brain, but then each business kind of came to life and now has its own brain. And then you realize, do I even want these tentacles? Oh my God, what did I do? I created these monsters. (laughs) These are amazing, but I don't have control over them. They're doing their own thing. And I don't know if I like what they're doing, but I also know that that was part of the expression. I'm going to put it all out there and then I allow it to happen. (sighs) There's so much happening in my brain. If you cannot tell. This was supposed to be an intro, but this is clearly going to be a full podcast because I decided I wanted to do a podcast-a-thon. I am struggling with posting and sharing and strategically timing everything that I do. That is probably the most exhausting part of being a business owner. If you are a business owner and you work virtually, you can relate to that. If you have products, um, it becomes a little bit different because you can get into other faces or other places and spaces that don't necessarily require your face. Uh, But that isn't really what I have completely. And so I think that was what hit me so hard about my feeling tired. It wasn't that I don't have a connection to my why and I have so much purpose and love and hope for everything that I'm doing. I have seen transformation after transformation. I have been able to speak and hug and love on you guys who are constantly learning and growing right alongside with me. The purpose and the fulfillment is absolutely there. But what feels heavy is the hard part of getting people to you to the right place when they're ready to hear it and when they're ready to see it. And I've said this in a podcast before that you can't control that, that you have to just trust that what you put out there will be received and seen by the right people at the right time. But that's the balance, right? You have to understand you want more, you need to grow, you want more exposure, but then you also are sick of exposing (laughs) 
there's a part of my book about entrepreneurs for empaths 101 or empaths yes entrepreneurs and empaths 101 just kind of the work that goes into this and I think all of us are empaths we just sometimes train ourselves out of it if we need to survive a little bit sooner than others but regardless it is really wonderful to be able to take the time and space I am really thinking about my next 10 years thinking what do I want what do I care about I will say I'm a big fan of three things and it's talking in the sportscaster microphone or at House of Pod. Um, podcasting has been an amazing way for me to safely share sides of myself and it is received well by you. And I hope you know, as somebody whose love language is words of affirmation and of course questions, because that should absolutely be a love language. <laughs> um, I am just really thrilled that I get to do this and to talk about things. And so that's why I decided I'm just going to launch today a podcast-a-thon. And the podcast-a-thon is my own kind of way of just saying it's a new topic every day. I have some great interviewers or interviews that I've been interviewing. I just have had no energy to put it out there. It's not even that the editing is hard. It's just like, I don't even know if I have time and space to say this is the podcast I did. And so I, I just wanted to say that's where this kind of full transparency, I could make it look like it was like this glamorous thing and one episode a day and Emily works so hard. That's not it at all. I just have so many podcasts and so little time and effort to want to share them that I just want you to know I'm going to have a podcast every day and it's really good stuff. And I think I'm just going to list off what I'm going over I'm going to go over sound healing, sound healing, why sound healing is so important. I'm going to do a great podcast with Girls Gone Wad and understanding just like good, real talk and conversation, understanding yourself in business, some tarot and oracle. It's a little bit more about the exposure that me on reality TV TV kind of did to me and how it shaped me and how I have to kind of claim that back. It's a really interesting conversation that I really thoroughly enjoyed. I'm doing a podcast on game changers because holy shit, I need to. And uh, I also have a few more podcasts in the works on gut testing, on supplements. I'm going to make it very crystal clear what the podcast is on um, because I think the podcast is on, I mean, I'm stealing this word from House of Pod because I just, I want it to be something that whatever you're looking for, it's there. And I want to speak from a place almost in this, like, I feel somewhat transformed. I am not going to lie. Telluride and Oaxaca, going to Oaxaca. If you have not heard of Oaxaca, this is the Mecca of Mezcal and how amazing it was to go with Gem and Bolt. My favorite Mezcal in the world, this Mezcal infused with Damiana, literally being able to go to their distillery and seeing my favorite, these <laughs> are just insane. You sign after sign after sign, just being like, holy shit, this is so powerful when it is done right. And how impactful it is when it is done right. And how tragic it can be when it's done wrong. And I just really appreciated every day I was there, really understanding the cycle, the day of the dead, 
we always hear about it until you see it and experience it. It's a little bit hard to kind of wrap your mind around. You go to cemeteries and you're around people that are just incredibly, it's insane. It gives you this perspective of how different we are in the United States about death and how we don't see it as a continuation. We see it as such an ending. And I think that's kind of what put me in this place of hibernation of like, I don't see this as death of anything. I see this as a new step, a new evolution. I have no idea what it's going to look like. I just want to say it and be it and speak to it so that if anybody else is going through this, that you don't feel fucking crazy because I feel crazy. And I finally have come to the conclusion that the crazy is where the magic happens. And the crazy is what puts you into those places where you ask the hard questions, where you have those, those calls that are transformative, where you start to say, I need to be surrounded by the right people. I need to go to the gym. I need to start to see people. I need to start to travel. I need to start to do the things that I know will fully ground me because what is happening right now, this type of crazy, the free floating crazy is not healthy nor sustainable, but the grounded crazy is pretty powerful. And so I regrounded, I rerouted, I started to see this kind of evolution of everything that I wish and I want is so needed. If I wish it and I want it, then it's, it's going to happen. I I accept it. I'm going to figure out what it looks like. And I want to share that with you guys as I go through it. But in a way of like, quite honestly, I have no idea what the fuck I'm doing. I just know that I have to hibernate. I have to take some time. Whoever, who knows what it looks like, whether I leave the country for a while or not, I'm not sure. But I just, I'm going to respect the process. And part of me feels like I couldn't launch a book until I did that because this book is called The Process. So am I a part of the process or am I the end of the process? And how ironic would it be if I was stubborn enough to say, I'm going to continue to do things this way because this is how I've always done them and it's worked. But the angst that I feel or the kind of uh, this itch that I want to scratch or this, oh, like, something's not right. I don't know what it is, but it's not right. And I'm frustrated and frustration will either drive me to the ground and into the world of adrenal dysfunction that I am so familiar with, or I will choose to not be frustrated and not do anything until I know why I'm frustrated or how I can move through it or find excitement through it. And adrenal dysfunction, I still get questions quite a bit on this. And so please look through my podcast on adrenals because I'm just a big believer in understanding your adrenal pattern. So many times we live in high stress, hyper adrenal. This is where like adaptogenics and my adrenal relief work really well. But then, you know what? I'm not even going to go. This is a total supplement. I'm going to save this for the podcast-a-thon. Supplement podcast will definitely come through. And we'll talk about gut, adrenals, basic essentials. We're going to just save that. But for real, when I start to feel that hip pain, I know that something energetically is not right. And we want so badly to be different and grow and la la la, inspirational quote, insert here. Yet, We do not change our patterns. We do not do anything different. We do the same shit. We post the same shit. We think that we are changing, but all we're doing is looking for validation. And I just want, if nothing else, if I see it, I know I have to have part of it in me if it triggers me. And I am like, okay, well, 
here we go. Let's do something radically different. Don't know what that looks like yet, but I am ready and I'm willing. And that is all that matters. It's like looking up the, at the sky and opening up your hands and being a total hippie. This is the hippie part. But the meathead part is your, your arms look jacked. <laughs> uh, and you say, I'm ready. And that's all you can do. But you also have to know that when you say, I'm ready, uh, your old story has to start to go away. Your old patterns, the walking in the mirror and saying you look ugly calling yourself names in your head, um, you know, wishing you look different, that stuff has to go away too. That's your root. That's who you are. And you cannot change. You cannot grow. You cannot flourish unless you as a human feel safe in your body. So I think that I went through a long journey to get to that point And now it's saying, okay, here we go. And I don't know what point you're in. Maybe this is so, you know, irrelevant or unrelatable, but I think that if it hits home for you, then it was worth it. If one person is like, I get this, I feel like I needed permission to hibernate. I'm not kidding you. It could be a day. It could just be a guilt-free day of doing whatever hibernation means for you. Skipping a workout, eating a little bit more calorie, Uh, you know, going on a trip or saying no to the business opportunity that you think you should do, but it doesn't really hit home. Or it's just saying, I'm going to be a little bit more honest. I don't need to feel as put together as maybe I've, I've always wanted to be. And I just hope you guys know that pot, this podcast is ultimately my goal is for you guys to understand that I have nothing figured out. Besides supplements. (laughs) Uh, That just made me laugh a little too hard. Okay, well, I am so excited to launch this podcast-a-thon. This is the long-ass intro. I'm not going to put another podcast next to this unless I push stop and it's like only 10 minutes. I don't know why I'm telling you guys this. I'm doing it live. We're doing it live. I have a big cup of hormone balanced tea in my hand. I uh, talk a lot on my Facebook groups and do Facebook lives, but I honestly just need a little bit of space where my face is not seen. And I think that that's why I love to talk to anybody about anything that's going to help them grow, but hence this podcast-a-thon. So here we are. I think you guys are amazing. I can't even believe you're still listening to this. I'm so lucky to have the tribe of people I have. Uh, I'm Emily Schramm. If you're interested in anything else that I'm doing, just dig into the old podcasts or go to emilyschramm.com and I have a bunch of things helpful for anything from learning about food, challenges, programs, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. My goal is to help people always figure it out for themselves. I could always be here. I could always podcast. I could always share more answers. And I hope I give you answers. But I also think that true sustainable change and the way that you make this a permanent thing, whether it is a better life or a better body or a better career, is because you get inspired by things and then you take that and you run with that. You say, I can figure this out. I have enough of a light that I can find my own way. And I think that's a beautiful transformation that needs to occur in order for it to last and in order for it to be as big and bright and beautiful as it needs to be. Okay, podcast-a-thon.
here we go.